Julia Davenport knew something was wrong. You see, there seemed to be a connection with her orgasms and men dying, so she took meds to suppress them and faked her orgasms. But one unfortunate day, something went terribly wrong that set her off on a journey to becoming New York's newest superhero, Off Girl. Off Girl is an ongoing comic series created and written by Tina Fine and illustrated by Mark Rahill that pushes the envelope of the standard superhero. Irreverent, provocative, and fun with amazing art to showcase the story, Off Girl is a comic you won't want to miss. Go to offgirl.com to check out excerpts, download the digital version, and order yourself a print copy today. Off Girl at offgirl.com. And welcome to another episode of Can Dare, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I'm Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jake Runyon. And joining us today, returning to the show, actually, we welcome back comic creator, television writer, and fellow podcaster, John Ward. John, thanks for being here with us. Uh, thank you for inviting me back. It's a, it's a pleasure. We want to have some fun today. There we are. <laughs> Just coming off Christmas, you know, everybody <laughs> has seen Die Hard on TV about five times now. The greatest right? Christmas yeah. movie ever. So let's talk about Bruce Willis. Right. I think it's right. I think the time is right. Yeah, let's do it. Anyway, that's what we're going to be doing in the Retro Roundtable. Sorry for a second there. I felt like we were in it. So here's the Retro. I thought we were done. <laughs> then the Comic Vault. Gentlemen, what are we talking about? I've got a little something called Punchline, which I am crazy jazzed about. That sounds familiar. It may be that we've talked about it in the past. It's well worth talking about, so I hope we have. It happens more and more. You know, yeah. We keep yeah. collecting all these titles. It's going to But then happening. these smaller yeah. titles keep getting bigger and bigger and yeah. reintroducing themselves mm-hmm. to the world. Mm-hmm. Which is always nice to see. Forgot you and I are doing uh, radically rearranged Ronin oh, ragdolls. Yeah. That was the uh, the reward from the Drawing Blood uh, uh, Kickstarter. If we what was it? If they hit ten thousand, then they would make the comic from within the comic. Yes. Drawing Blood being the the true fictional story of Kevin Eastman's coming into comics, and instead of the turtles, it was the ragdolls, the radically rearranged Ronin ragdolls. Three, Three Ronin cats. cats. Yeah. yeah. Female cats. <clears throat> So we'll touch more on that a little bit yeah. later. And then we're going to turn our attention over to John and talk about uh, issue three of Scratch, or we have coming out in a new comic, Offbeats, coming February 2019. But before we do all of that, Jake. In this festive season, it is more than desirable that you should give your time and attention to the Candare podcast and all of its social networking outlets. So do please go to Twitter and Facebook, where we are at Pod, and Instagram, where we are at Canned underscore Air. We put lots of jokes and moving pictures and links to our new episodes there just for you so that you have a great day. So uh, show your appreciation by spreading it around like some kind of horrid bubonic virus. Um, Also, if you really, really love what we do, we are on Patreon, where just a tiny donation can have a huge impact on our lives and confidence. And if you can hit that $5 mark, you have access to the exclusive Founders Club Patreon-only podcast. There it is. In a nice little package. Nice. Let's kick it off with this week's Retro Roundtable. Do it. Do it! Come on! I'm here! Come on! Do it now! Oh my god! Grass! Taste bad! All right, gentlemen. Bruce Willis. Where do we begin? 
if you don't mind, I'd like to go last because I'm worried I'm going to go off on a long diatribe and step okay. on somebody's <laughs> toes. <laughs> so uh, as far as, uh, you know, Die Hard being the inspiration for this here, we ought to make mention of the entire Die Hard. How many are there now? Oh, <laughs> we're about to be another uh, one, Too many. What? Yeah, I heard not too long. I don't know how credible the source is. I think I heard it one of the DJs on the morning radio show on the way to work, but they said that there's going to be another. At what point does it become like dead hard? We just <laughs> uh, apparently at no point, <laughs> as long as he's breathing, yeah. <laughs> they're going to put him in a Die Hard movie. Even then, when he's dead, they're going to just kind of like have a zombified version and bring him back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I enjoyed the one. What was it? Number two in the airport. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, that one was good, and then was what was was it three with Samuel L. Jackson and yep. the the bomb? That yeah. one was yeah, good. That one I was good. Bad. I like that one. Yeah, yeah, they were solid films, but at the same time, I don't think they they still hold no. a candle to Die mm-hmm. Hard. The no. first no, Jeremy Irons was in what the third one, wasn't it? That's I the one with you. Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, yeah, it was because he was because he stuttered because right, they, if they right. got him kind of oh, yeah. messed up off his game, then he'd start stuttering a little bit. Damn it, I love Jeremy Irons. Yes. He's yeah. damn good. He is. The last one with Bruce Willis' son wasn't too good. That's what I heard. I heard that yeah. was not good. I, what was it, Live Free or Die Hard? Yeah, they went to <clears throat> Russia, I think it was. Mm. <laughs> Let's go find an adventure in Russia, son. <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Uh, who would like to go next, then, Bruce Willis? I'll go. The Fifth Element. Oh, I knew that shit was never, coming up. Never get tired of that well, movie. There was we'll my watch whole it over and over and over. <laughs> yeah, and it holds up to this day. It does. Yep. I need to force myself through it. I, uh, see, that's the thing, though. I I don't know if you could jump into it right now and be jazzed about it. I feel like when I rented it, uh, you know, I never, I didn't catch it in a Tay Day, but when I rented it, you know, everyone was talking about it. And again, this was years ago. I didn't even make it all the way through it. I was like, why am I forcing this on myself? Like, <laughs> I think the first time I saw it was on DVD. I never saw it in the theater. It was late after that. I mean, it's been a while since I'll try it I again. first saw it. I'll try it again. Yeah. I will. You should try it. It's, it's, actually, it's actually good. It's very watchable. It is. And it. Especially now that I know Gary Oldman's the bad yes, guy. Like, the yeah, best. Like knowing that adds some uh, salt and pepper to the and, experience. And just forget so Zeus is the president of the, was it the world, I think? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> his acting is beyond horrible. <laughs> Who's this? The What's his name? Zeus something? He was in a, a Friday. Big black guy with Huge the cross dude. eyes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know who you're talking yeah. about. Okay. Yeah, he's like the president. So. President of the world? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a kid wrote this. <laughs> You're not wrong. But, uh, <laughs> but it's a fun movie. And yeah. I don't know, the thing I really love about it is, this is a weird word, it's so damn, like, colorful. There's mm-hmm. so much going on. Yeah. And even the things that look cheap, and a lot of stuff looks pretty cheap, is interesting. And a lot of okay. thought went into it. And they can't make movies like that anymore. No. It if doesn't I'm, happen. If I was to sit down with a psychologist and we were to get down to the root of maybe why I don't want to give this film a chance, is because when I think about it, I think about the Super Mario Brother movie. They have some kind of echo of each other in them. No. <laughs> think, of, think of when he goes into that dinosaur world. Think of that like horrible set of I, New I York will, City. I will give and you how that there's some aesthetic. Of, yeah, but okay. Well, with my Fifth Element knowledge being like this, like sure. tiny pea size, 
you can see how that would happen, right? I, I can. And, like, I'm hesitant to say, sit down, give it a shot, because I just don't know. It's- I know what you're talking about, because we've talked about this before. You know, it was like Dark Crystal. Right, yeah. Or Labyrinth. Getting, you know, in on that when you're a kid and in on that magic yeah, is one totally thing. Yeah, those are totally different, yeah. Trying it now is a whole completely yeah, right. it, it needs that in where it has some kind of sentimental value, mm-hmm. and then your appreciation of it kind of takes root. Like, right. when I very first time I saw Fifth Element, I had... I was 18 years old. I had just left the house. I'm living on my own. And no one tells you that it sucks for a long time. You know, you're excited (laughs) at the prospect, but it was horrible. And so here I am alone again eating popcorn for dinner. And I'm like, guess I'll see what's on. And I watched The Fifth Element. And I was, like, feeling good for the first time in a long time. So it kind of meant something to me. I'm like, wow, this movie is stupid and zany and fun, and it's got good actors, and it's got bad actors that are still fun to watch. It's got it all. And, and Chris uh, Tucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking of a prime example of this. Think about coming into, as an adult, with no context at all, Pee-wee's Playhouse. Oh, man. Mm. Holy shit. You'd think you're having a stroke and dying. <laughs> the I name totally in itself. Where yeah. you're coming the from name with that. in yeah. itself. But I mean, if you're an adult and you, say, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong because my my folks let me watch it, and I know countless other kids watched it. So yeah, yeah, I saw it back in the day. But I, I know if I was coming into it now and hadn't liked it as a child, I'd be like, "What the fuck? This yeah. is it's very different. Weird yeah. stuff." Yeah, I, you almost have to be in a in a like a very receptive state with some movies and shows mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where you're you're open to it at the time and then down the line you're like yeah i remember right you know but i don't know just one of those things just don't take it too taste. seriously yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just a fun movie yeah. <laughs> all right probably mila jovovich's best role yes definitely yep yeah. i'll watch it i will you should yeah, at least try. But but it's it's the movie. I mean, I, I like the Fifth Element, but like thinking about Bruce Willis's character in it, though. I mean, like is his his character that strong in it? I mean, there's lots of other supporting people who are really sort of vibrant and kind of really make make it stand out. But I kind of feel like he's kind of flat almost in some ways. Uh, you know, he and is, that, yeah. that's maybe that's my take on it. But no, yeah. I I tend to agree with you. I I, I don't. Like, I, I want to say, like, oh, maybe it was intentional because he's surrounded by so much strangeness. They needed someone baseline and relatable so you don't get weirded out. But at the same time, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he was just <laughs> kind of a prick. <laughs> anyway. It's like waking up with a hangover and the world is bouncing around having a good time. Yeah, and you're yeah. just yeah. stuck there. That's yeah. yeah. Maybe he's the anchor. He's what keeps yeah, really. things from <laughs> floating off. All right. Well, how about uh, John? What about you? You want to go next? Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about this. Um, I, I, I can't narrow it down to one, really. I mean, I was thinking about um, like 12 Monkeys and I was thinking about Looper. Um, but then oh, I think I think, so I think it landed on. Well, I mean, obviously, Looper's great because and Bruce yeah. Willis is actually actually quite good in that. And I, I kind of like it. It's not there's not too much of him on the screen, but like what he what he does bring to the table is really, really good. Uh, but I think I'll, I'd go with a sixth sense um, to kind of be, you know, like very trite and kind of like on the nose. And uh, uh, I kind of like I like watching him in that. Um, I know we've it's kind of been troped to death since then, and we kind of you know we take the piss out of it, but uh, <laughs> right, um, uh, quite rightly so. But I mean, I, I actually thought it was quite an interesting performance from him uh, trying to do something that wasn't kind of really big and macho. Uh, it was kind of very sort of quiet and kind of very sort of everyman and humble. And um, I, I think right. it really, really, really made the movie work well for me. 
You know, it's funny because uh, that is a big difference between him and a lot of those other kind of people, like you say, you'd find in The Expendables, those action stars. Because, you know, Van Damme or Stallone, you're not going to see them doing something like that. No. At all. I mean, they're too too roided and big to ever <laughs> to ever, you know, be taken Can seriously. through the door in any movie like yeah. that? <laughs> in that role. But, um, you know, and it makes me think of Arnold, uh, how... What was it, man? Maybe after he was governor, he started doing... He slowed it down a little. Movies. Yeah, he did yeah. slow it down, but he did movies that were, you know, had heart to him. Yeah. You know, what was the one, yeah. Maggie, where Maggie his daughter was, was a zombie? Solid. It took me a long time to see that. When I did, I did not regret it. You know, and I had always thought, like, well, the only good acting Arnold does is as a robot, because he doesn't <laughs> require fucking any yeah. But... You know, I uh, I stand corrected with, you know, I haven't watched these films, but I've seen clips of them, and he just reading, uh, you know, they got really good reviews and good reception. Uh, he had to have done a decent job. And I, I tell you what, I think even Maggie, he's, he's playing to his strengths there, where he plays a very good, tired person. And that sounds lame, but I mean, someone who's just, whose soul is just like drained, but he, he sells it. You know, he's not just flat. He's like, you can see the exhaustion of the situation, the state of the world. You know, his daughter, all of this mess weighing on him. And so it's got kind of a, you know, he's never been a talkative person in any of these movies. But it it really, I I think it plays to his strengths. It was a great movie. Yeah. I'll need to actually watch it. You should. I've rented it a few times and then I just return it because I never got to it, (laughs) you know. But um, I need to watch it. I have no idea what that movie is. Uh, was, that's because um, you're not cool. Yeah. Who's the was it <laughs> Abigail Breslin? I the girl in that. It's the the younger girl from Zombieland with Emma Stone. Okay, yeah, that's them. her. Uh, and it's like you know zombies exist, and his daughter is infected, right? Yes. Yeah. He's just trying to keep her safe and keep her from just any kind of harm. So I guess some measure of treatment, but there's a place where they round up potentially infected people for it. And it's like a lawless concentration kind of thing where they Sounds just like end the up eating each other. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. It's got that vibe. <laughs> so I should watch it. Should. it. It made me, I felt so good to, uh, be wrong. Yeah. You know, yeah. About that because I've always liked Arnold. Me too. But, um, uh, you also mentioned Looper. Uh, that, yeah. uh, that was another what a great movie, great film. And I never cut that no. one either, but I was one oh, or two. Really Make good. The time. Yeah. And as uh, good as it was, I, another great thing about it was George, Joseph uh, Gordon Lovett. He was the best performance yeah. as a young yeah. Bruce Willis. Like I was like, holy shit! Like he really looks like him. Yeah, he did. <laughs> it was amazing, and I don't know how much of that was just you know actual makeup and prosthetics. There was, I, I know the chin was a big deal, but the rest right. I think was expression. You know, he just like he had it down. Yeah, it's crazy how far I he watch came it again from now. Third Rock from the I know, I know. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, where's French Stewart? Anybody seen French <laughs> <Yeah>. Stewart lately? <laughs> he's not in Looper. Actually, he's on that show Mom right now as a restaurant. I have never owner heard of or something like that. Oh, it's got okay. Anna Ferris in it. Poor French. Yeah, maybe we can get him on Candare. He seems about the right stature, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guess he's cool. No offense to past or current guests. <laughs> oh shit! I'll cut, I'll cut it out. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I'm so sure any of our past celeb guests are going to be listening to this. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Screw those guys <laughs> if they ever want to come back on again. Get my agent on the phone and tell them to retroactively remove mm-hmm. these. We love every single one we've had we on do. this show. Well, 
Except, except for one. One, yeah. We <laughs> yes. all know one. But that never got aired, did yep. Nope. Well, all right. Anyway, let's get on with the Bruce Willis <laughs> conversation. Jake, here to you. All right. Now, this feels like a little bit of a cop-out, mm-hmm. but unbreakable. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. And Shyamalan, I don't know. The dude made himself a joke, obviously. But there was a time we were like, wow. This guy's got chops, you know. How did he make himself a joke again? Exactly, was I, it through the was it the happening with Marky Mark? Well, the happening definitely, I think, was Avatar. the last nail in the coffin. Avatar was really bad. That, that sealed the deal. I think. I think whoa, um, whoa, hold up, Avatar, not last, Avatar, Avatar, last, Avatar. last yeah, Airbender. Last time Bender, yeah. Oh, that was him. Yeah. yeah. Are you yeah. serious? Dead serious. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh. Right. Exactly. That's Devil was such an <laughs> absurd premise that I don't even. But, dude, Unbreakable, Sixth Sense, and I think uh, Signs Signs was one of those movies that was well-received initially but didn't age very well. I still Mm. enjoy the hell out of that film. It's solid. It's really solid. As much as I don't care much for Mel Gibson these days, it's it's not bad at all. So there was this time when we were like, yeah, yeah, Shyamalan, he's doing cool stuff. Even, I'm I'm not going to, all right, you know what, this is public record, whatever. Lady in the Water wasn't that bad. I liked it because I love Paul Giamatti. You know, here's I Brooke and I. She has told me several times we've been to the theater and saw that movie. I don't remember the first <laughs> Just fucking thing about <laughs> not one thing. I don't even remember the trailer. Wow. Well, you, I, uh, I can't think of any other film that's ever happened. With. I wouldn't say make the time for it, but it wasn't bad. Well, I mean, it has to speak to the merit of the film that it's left yeah. such a little impression <laughs> on me. You know, right? I saw it at the Dollar Theater. Maybe that's why I liked it so much. I was like, oh, this was only a dollar. Yeah. I'd, I'd buy that 50 for a cents dollar. for the hot dog, and it wasn't too bad. But Unbreakable was a solid movie, start oh, to finish. Yeah. And then when Split came out, I was really hesitant, but I really liked James McAvoy, so I gave it a shot. That's how I was. Yeah, and Split was solid. It was so good, and when it was over, I was disappointed until I saw Bruce at the end. I yeah. thought, holy shit, they're tying this together. I know, and this next one coming out, I've got high hopes because McAvoy looks terrifying. He does. Hell Samuel yeah, he Jackson's does. there. Bruce Willis is there. It, it, yep. It's still I, got his poncho. I know. I, I, I yeah. I enjoyed <laughs> Unbreakable so much back in the day. I remember the first time I saw it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is yeah. cute." And I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm excited again. I want to give him another chance. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt because if I made a bunch of movies that were great, and then many more that were garbage. I'd want people to want to give me a second chance. I wish Unbreakable, as great of a film as it is, was a little bit, not brighter, but a little louder, maybe? It is mm. a very, very, it's kind, kind of, of a, quiet, just kind of... It's easy to fall asleep to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but such a good film. And uh, I loved Split. It was so good. Split and was good. It really I, snuck up on me, that I one. I mean, talk about somebody's acting chops. To yeah. be able to... <laughs> yeah. Do that many different personalities that well. And to do those personalities impersonating other personalities and so on in that infinite loop of madness. It, he really he really knocked it out of the park. <laughs> I, I would constantly <laughs> fuck that up. Yeah, I mean, like, now, take 73 because this asshole can't get it straight. <laughs> We're going to have him killed. <laughs> but um, I I've got a bad feeling about so I glass. i got a bad feeling about glass. Do I hope you? it's not rushed That's for fan shame. service, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to go see it I'm, that I'm, weekend. Yeah. Like, I'll be there. I'm optimistic. Usually in this situation, I'd say I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm allowing myself to be vulnerable. I'm ready to get hurt again. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I, 
I don't know. I mean, there's a ridiculous aspect enough to the whole yeah. thing already that uh, I don't know. You, you just you go in expecting just, some bullshit, yeah. you know, right? I'm I'm ready. My tolerance for but bullshit like, is cranked to maximum. For this I like. Time. I really enjoy in the trailer, like how they're using a lot of uh, heavy colors, like him yeah. in his heavy like purple suit, or them in that like heavy pink room. Uh, really saturated, yeah, you know, kind of garish. Give, kind of gives a gives comic, comic tone book vibe. almost. Yeah. Yeah. The the poster yeah. I've seen very much hits that comic book feel that I haven't seen yet. I, I know, like Marcus Crosswoods. I'll have to. I'll look it up. It's when it's we're a, done. It's a gorgeous poster. It huh. really is. Mm, I can't wait. When is that? That's like early 2019? I think so. Let me see. The trailer where he, I mean, he shows him like crawling across the ceiling. Yeah. And then there's another yeah. part where you see him on all fours, Running like sprinting fours. across That's the lawn. That's insane how he's doing that. Oh, that looks he's so amazing. Huge. Do you, now, yeah, they've had to have at least done a little bit of CG work to his roiding out, right? Because he, he is, is suddenly fucking super jacked. I mean, Unless he his neck muscles have muscles. Yeah. You know? <laughs> his like, pecs have biceps. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here, this is a shitty low res picture, but it's an awesome. Oh, poster. wow. Look at that. Oh, so that's his. Uh, that was his son in the first one. Yeah, that's another thing. Why hasn't he ditched the poncho yet? You know, all these years later, he's still rocking the poncho. Uh, Superman dude. wears his cape all the Duh, time. That was so, his I mean, baby blanket. Superman. Yeah, but wouldn't, you, wouldn't you make something at that point? Like, okay, I'm, I'm doing something here. I need to just get the security off the back, and hey, maybe if it works. Yeah, I guess can't argue with the results. You know what yeah. I would probably wear? Hmm. Kevlar. That might be. <laughs> yeah, he's not bulletproof. No, is he? he's just yeah. pretty tough. <laughs> All right. Um, how about Pulp Fiction, gentlemen? Ooh, oh, good shoot. call. Yeah. yeah, that yeah. was a great little film. Yeah, right there, man. And it, I've been a Tarantino fan for a long time, but it took me longer than it should have to see Pulp Fiction. I'm not sure why it just kind of slipped under the radar for me. Like I got into it at Kill Bill. And from there, kind of trek backwards. But that one's got it all, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't think that Bruce Willis ever pulls any punches with acting. But I feel like you get some of his best in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. The the part where he's, uh, toward the end, where he's upset that she forgot the watch. Yeah, that's... Mm, and, yeah. you know, I every time, no matter how many times I've seen that, I always, like, kind of tense up a little bit. Because when he... Because it's so believable. You, yeah. you believe him. He's so, in it. Hearing the story from Christopher Walken, where that watch <laughs> yeah. came from. Yeah. No, there's got to be some right? sentimental yeah. value to that watch. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, damn, what a good film. I mean, that's all I got. I mean, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm inclined to agree. How about uh, Armageddon? <laughs> How about oh, it? Right. Talking about films that didn't age well. You know, I mean, thinking back at it. Uh, you know, this was a movie that me and all my friends were going to see opening weekend. Like, the demand was high. It was the movie of the summer. It's the like, kind of movie where you don't want to close your eyes. Oh, oh you man. don't want to miss a thing. Get the fuck out of here. It's still pretty but, tense movie once it starts yeah. getting into the... I got when they start doing the drilling towards the end and stuff, or when he's got to stay, it still gets pretty intense. I mean, it's so other than the stereotypical nineties movies yeah. now, though. But yeah. uh, we got turned away twice at the theater because they were sold out. Damn. Like, I mean, it was uh, a hard film to get into opening weekend, but um, yeah, it has not aged well at all. <laughs> no, I didn't no. think. 
Who was it that was saying something about why didn't they teach astronauts to drill versus... Yeah. Teaching mm-hmm. drillers to astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really? All right, so we've got a bunch... Or just of, send the drillers up with the astronauts yeah. and be like, okay, there you go. Drill your hole right there. Here's yeah. our crack team of math and physics experts with doctorates who are at the peak of human physical fitness. Let's have them find some greasy oil rig workers. <laughs> send them on the most yeah. important mission ever. Yeah, maybe the maybe the astronauts like I don't want to get dirty. You know, <laughs> yeah. or, well, who knows? Who knows what the, their their method of thought was there? Have you guys ever seen a film? I'm sorry, I just keep listing stuff off because I, I feel like no one else has any more contributions. No, it has. I, I was going to ask a question. I mean, because we've been talking about Bruce Willis's movies, and I was mm-hmm. going to ask like, what about his TV work? Um, oh moonlighting. shit! Moonlighting, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and would you? I mean, should we? Should we start petitioning Bruce to come back and like do a TV show? And if so, and if so, like, which show should we we petition him to be in? Are you saying like a pre-existing show or what kind of uh, yeah, show? Yeah. I, no, I mean, I, I, let's just let's just like for simplicity, let's just take shows that are on the air and let's say like you know let's put you know Bruce Willis in like Big Bang Theory or something. You know, like <laughs> you know, is there, is that a good fit? Like, what would we see as a good fit for Bruce? You know where I'd like to put him? It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh. That would be interesting as hell. Yeah. That would be crazy. I'm trying to remember, Moonlighting was like a dramedy, right? Like drama comedy kind of... I believe so. I don't remember yeah. much about it because I was young when that was on. But I feel like... The, I was too, so I don't remember much about it. But I feel like the, the humor and the drama about leveled each other out. I mean, I don't yeah. think it was a laugh track show, like an no, audience. No, no, it wasn't. Yeah, I don't remember. I just remember it was him and Sybil Shepherd. They were always kind of like on and off again type she's thing, still alive yeah. yeah if brooke's listening to this right now she's clawing her ears out because she has the answers <laughs> to these questions does she does i'm sure um what about his music oh, man. career because well, hang on we gotta we gotta we gotta talk about this show idea he was oh yeah, John yeah, yeah mentioned yeah. here you you said a, a Big Bang Theory kind of a show? Well, well, no, I'm just. I mean, that's just throwing some out. I mean, what would be a good fit of him? I mean, would would you see him more in a comedy, a drama? Um, you know, I would love to see would, him in a comedy. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it would end yeah. up being a drama just because it seems what he's been doing most been recently. But yeah, in, in a comedy, he could bring the occasional like dramatic moment to it. But yeah. I, I'd like to see it be a comedy. I don't know. I'm thinking of like. Studio audience sitcoms, you know, TV's so fucking different now. There could be any medium he could be on television that would be. He'd be in something akin to like Twenty Four or The Americans or whatever. Like he's hosting a shark fishing show or some (laughs) shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you kill sharks with your hands. Just jive the knife right down in it. No, Uh, coming this (laughs) coming this fall, Bruce Willis bangs your mom. <laughs> I'd, watch yeah, I'd, I'd watch that. I'd watch that. As long as it's not my mom. No, it's someone else's mom. Yeah, but it's the it's the threat that it could be your mom that keeps you coming back out of morbid curiosity. Uh, Sin City. How about mm. Sin City, dude? I haven't. That's mm-hmm. talking about a film I haven't seen in so freaking long. I vaguely remember that movie. It's been so. What long. year was that? Do you guys remember? Oof. Recall? No. Let me uh, let me bring up the magical knowledge machine. It was late 90s, wasn't it? Uh, I think it was like 2003, 2004. 2005, looks like. Five. Wow. Uh, Yeah, around the same time as episode two or three, something like that. But um, I probably haven't seen it in that long. Yeah. Wow. I I 
every couple of years or so, I end up rewatching it, and it never disappoints. No, it's so good. Because Bruce Willis is very much Bruce Willis in that movie, but there's a bit at the end, ooh, spoilers, where uh, he's finally got the advantage against his uh, his opponent there, Yellow Bastard, if I'm not yes, mistaken. That's him. <laughs> and there's this line, it's like his inner monologue, he says, uh, before long I was just punching wet chunks of bone into the floorboard, <laughs> you know, like he's just pounded on this dude's head so much that <laughs> it's ceased to be a head. And that always sticks with me. Yeah. Since no, I can see one why. Movie. Mickey I can Rourke see why. was awesome in that, I thought. Elijah Wood, I always forget oh, he was yeah. in that. Yeah. He was, was really, he was creepy. Yeah. Was that was the Mickey Rourke dragging someone down the middle of the road, holding them outside the car or something like that. Yeah, yeah. His, their face <laughs> there. Uh, Talk about a film that gets the comic book aesthetic Dude. right. Yeah. 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 It wow. is the. It's like they shined a flashlight through the pages of the book itself, and yeah. it just <laughs> happened to work out. Uh, someone was mentioning Bruce Willis's singing career. Whoa! What? You didn't know about that? No, I, I know he did a little bit of singing because I remember my dad was a huge fan when Moonlighting was out. He always tried to make a point to get him was it, the same type of hairstyle. Was he like a Harry Connick Jr. kind of wannabe? Not I, a wannabe because that would have been before Harry's time, I guess. But honestly, I can't remember. But I think he does have an album. Oh my God! I'm digging this up. Bruce and Willis. <laughs> are we going out on a Bruce Willis song today? We might as well. Yes, we, are. we should. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Oh, belated Christmas. Happy fucking New Year. That's what we got. Yippee guy. All right. With that, t shirts, ladies and gentlemen, we have t shirts at society6.com forward slash canned air pod. So many of them. Ring in the new year with a new t shirt, with a new koozie for your can, with a new decal for your has. car. Do you? I do. Who's that? My girlfriend. Is that who supports us? Yeah, yeah. it's nice. Right. The the constant support of one Miss Abby Potter. What'd she buy? Show What'd she get? Uh, she bought a shirt. Did she? Yeah, it was a one? gift for her brother. The uh, charcoal gray. Not I mean, black. I will, but what's on it? Oh, just the logo. The Standard logo. Canned air, yeah. Does he still listen? Oh, yeah. What's Abby his name again? Zach. Zach. Shout Good out to on Zach. you, Zach. Yeah. Wear that shirt proud and keep on listening, sir. He knows what'll happen if he should be a patron. Oh, hey, you know what? I'll take what I can get right now. And uh, his listening and wearing our shirt, boy, that's That's important enough. More than we can ask for from most people. (laughs) So thank you, Zach. And everyone listening, you can be just like Zach if you go to society6.com forward slash canned air pod. Do it. You'll feel better about yourself. You will. It's true. A proven confidence booster mm-hmm. is wearing somebody else's merch. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like buying an overpriced tote bag from PBS. You know your yeah. money's going to a, a good cause. Right? I did something right. This was charitable. I guess we're not as educational as PBS. But no, but we are just as desperate. We're far more entertaining than PBS. <laughs> I could <can> say. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> I guess that could be argued. Let's move into the comic vault. Quit talking about PBS. Fuck. Who would like to go first this week? I think uh, since you two gentlemen are discussing the same comic, I might mm-hmm. knock mine out. Go okay. for it. Just to spread awareness, because this is one that kind of snuck up on me. <clears throat> it, it just sort of showed up in our Twitter feed one of these days. And uh, I'll be damned if it didn't catch me immediately. It's called Punchline, written by Mr. Bill Williams, and uh, I love it. Right off the rip. It's an indie superhero comic, which is... Not something you see a lot these days, because it seems like most indie comics, they want to get away from the world of superheroes. You know, that's Mm -hmm. like the cliche thing for a comic book to be about. So in a weird way, it's become kind of unfashionable. But 
this one, it, I almost want to say the superhero element is is somewhat secondary to just the development of the characters. And the broad strokes here, you've got Mel, who is a retiring superheroine, you know, powerful, not invulnerable. And in fact, she's meandering through a graveyard, bleeding out, having lost a battle to someone serious. And uh, she stumbles across, a t- uh, excuse me, stumbles across a teenager named Jesse, who is initially not super kind to her, but seeing this woman's dire situation offers to help. And Mel transfers her powers to Jesse in a last-bit attempt to keep the line going, and in so doing, saving herself. And she becomes, rather than a superhero, the mentor to the next superhero mm. to take up this mantle. And the thing that really makes this comic stand out is the interplay between these two characters is fantastic. Both of them are sharp, both are witty, both are distinct. Um, They've got phenomenal dialogue. And this might seem weird, but I've seen this corroborated in a a few other reviews and comments and things that people have left. The women in this comic wear clothes, which is pretty extraordinary in the indie comic world. (laughs) You you see people dressed the way human beings are dressed, and something about that, it doesn't say anything good about the uh, state of modern comics, but it really helps to to ground it. You know, there's this this reality about it where fantastic, impossible things are happening, but this, like, friendship, almost adversarial student-teacher thing the two main characters have really, really keeps it moving. And I haven't even talked about the art style yet, which is just phenomenal. It's vibrant without being garish. It's detailed without being too elaborate. It's got such a clean classic comic book feel i i couldn't recommend it more so by all means check out punchline um you can find the author at bill underscore williams on twitter it's going to come up as bill writes punchline and you know what he does so the name's well chosen i thought it was gonna be funny it is it's it's a funny comic. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, okay. it's got comedy elements. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not Schindler's List. Like, it's, it's, it's something for everybody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Very good. All right. Uh, John, would you like to go next? Yeah, sure. Uh, so I picked a book, which is uh, it came out actually last December, I, I realized. And uh, so time, is, time flies. And it's uh, it's called Gregory's Suicide. Um, it's, uh, it's a graphic novel um, from Eric Grissom and Will Perkins. Um it's a beautiful hardcover book from Dark Horse, so uh, it's a great, uh, great thing to have on your shelf. But it's it's an interesting story about um, like a, a, an obsolete kind of artificial intelligence uh, who who's able to kind of like move his consciousness between bodies, but he kind of wakes up one day and doesn't recognize the world that he's in, uh, and he's kind of caught between this this kind of conflict between like the humans who who basically want him dead and all of the uh, new, more advanced AI who also kind of want him dead. Um, and it's just kind of like, it makes me sort of, I don't know, kind of think about like, my own place in the world a lot of the time because I kind of like feel kind of like I'm stuck between lots of different competing forces. Um, and it's a great, it's a great book. Um, it's The art is fantastic and it's kind of really well, uh, colors are kind of like not super, uh, vibrant, but kind of like very sort of pulled back and saturated, uh, sorry, desaturated, and um, just really, really interesting and really sort of mirrors the narrative style of the book. So it's a, it's a great, uh, it's a great book to pick up. It was called Gregory Suicide. Yeah, sounds like a book you find yourself in. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sucker for exploring AI and all the questions of humanity and that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. that, that sounds yeah. like precisely uh, the sort of thing. 
It, it absolutely is. I mean, it's all those kind of questions like where we're at now. If you know, like you know, I was reading a story today about like Amazon kind of like you know um, having all those robots that are injuring people at like record rates in their in their factories and kind of you know that's you know we're all going to be replaced by robots at some point. And it's you know it's just these are the kind of questions that sort of come up in these books. And uh, you know it's it's I think this is it's a book that um, should be doing much better than I think it it, it is because it's it's really well done. So uh, I definitely recommend Gregory Suicide to people i think i will be checking that out mm-hmm. but uh speaking of amazon did you guys see south park well the newer south parks no I, is it back I on caught up on south park. yeah oh, i didn't know that no. yeah they i mean they're like six seven episodes into the new season already Jeez, i didn't see nothing on it they uh showed the inside of an amazon plant <laughs> this one guy gets swept away by a robot and like, oh, God! <laughs> you just watch him tossed around <laughs> oh it was so funny that i need to get show, caught up yes. never it's they're all still just as it's all on Hulu. You can catch up there. Nice. All right. Very good. Okay, Jack, where do we begin? With the radically rearranged Ronin ragdolls, I, we should probably set up really quick, again, exactly what this is. We both talked about two episodes ago, uh, Drawing Blood, which is the, how did he describe it? It's Kevin Eastman. The- Fictional biography? No, that's the fictional or yeah, the fictional true story yes. of how he got into comics. Yeah, and uh, you know he, the character in that comic, which is uh, named Shane Bookman, which is supposed to, I think, you know, obviously be, be him. him. Yeah, um, has these characters that he has created, the radically rearranged Ronan Ragdolls. Yeah, yeah, instead of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the bonus reward to this Kickstarter was if they hit a certain tier that they would actually make an issue one of these radically rearranged Ronin ragdolls that were mentioned in this book, Drawing Blood, which we did and we got. And uh, So awesome that he was putting that out there, too, because once I yeah. remember when he said that there's going to be a, a ragdolls issue one. Yeah. I think we bought plots. Yeah, I mean, we were already on board, I think, <laughs> yeah. at that point. But I know that we were checking daily to see that that goal was being hit because, like, we yeah, want definitely. that book. Yeah. We want that book. <laughs> and boy, I, you know, when I when it comes to getting stuff like that, you know, I'd like to have replicas from the movie or the TV show or from the book. You know, I've like I've got John Hammond's cane back here, or mm-hmm. I've got a power morpher up on the shelf, and to have the comic. That's in the comic is kind of cool. I don't know. I love that. Yeah. It's different. Definitely having a comic of a comic from a comic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Say that five times. Yeah. Fast. It's like Inception going down all these layers of meta awareness. <laughs> Inception of Kevin Eastman comics. Right. It's a dream within a dream wrapped in a tortilla. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's these three cats, these three Ronin rag dolls, and let me uh, their their names are. Bear with me, Tezuka, Atomo. In, uh, That's the hard one. Miyaz- Mi- Miyazaki? Miyazaki? Miyazaki, that I would say. That sounds right, yeah. But uh, their origins are very similar, I think, to the turtles. They, were... they went through a little bit more, I think, than the turtles. They went through about everything, didn't they? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> gamma rays. They went through about three, three or four different machines that just yeah. zapped the shit out of them, <laughs> all by chance, too. And ragdolls, That's is that a type of cat? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is. That... Makes more sense now because yeah. I had been wondering, yeah, about the use of the word. Sorry, continue. I just when you have said kind of questions again, there's this uh, you can use this thing called Google. And <laughs> what ends the Google? <laughs> <laughs> Careful, it might answer you. If you say that. Oh. Hey, Google, what's a rag doll? 
According to Wikipedia, the ragdoll is a cat breed with blue eyes and mostly gray what? and white patterns. Duh. Oh. <laughs> All right. I would have figured it would have been some kind of a toy that a little girl plays with made of rags. I honestly thought that's what it was going to say. Instead <laughs> really? of, yeah, like, I'm about to look like an asshole. Google's well, fortunately, the NSA yeah. is tailoring Google's answers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But anyway, um, did you enjoy the book? I did. And there's one part that I thoroughly enjoyed. I was going to see if I could have it. Yeah. I mean, you can look to at keep. it. You can't oh, yeah. keep it. No, because I've got my own. <laughs> when I was really excited, happy that they ended up going through the whole backstory, because I thought it was yeah. just going to be like a, just an issue. And I loved how they went through the backstory. You know, they they brought the boy. I don't want to give everything away, but they brought the boy back to the their lair, and when they start telling him their origin stories, it it cuts to a new style, not a what's new style of art, is it? Or is it just the paneling that it's done in is new? I think it's the paneling, because the art's about the same. But uh, it's it, it gets a, its own caption. Like, it's its own self-contained story within the story, you know? Mm-hmm. There's one part where, when they're given the backstory, when their quote-unquote father talks about them having power, and he says that, uh, what, remember what the, the man who sells rice says, with great might comes great oh, yeah. obligation to do what's right or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Or something to that effect, yeah. he says. I was sitting there reading yeah. and I was like, man, with oh my God. I was like, sounds like Spider-Man. I'm like, Uncle yeah. Ben, oh my God, the guy that sells rice. <laughs> I loved, loved that line. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, just a lot of, um, you know, subtle similarities between this and the Turtles that I think mm-hmm. is what makes me love it. But... I hope there's an issue, too. I'd, so same here. I really hope. I don't know or think there will be. I mean, this one doesn't have any kind of like a barcode on it. I think this is probably just a kind of reward for... Well, I love the copyright inside is actually from Shane and his brother, Sean. So yeah. Sean and Shane Bookman? Uh, his brother's name? Paul. Paul, yeah. Shane and Paul. But and it's it, even The real ones are in the back. Oh, okay. But, um... I hope this becomes a real series. And I wonder because it, instead of the end, it says the beginning. So maybe <laughs> yeah, maybe there will be some kind of extension to it. But I could get into this. I would start reading this. if it was a Each one book. of them seemed to have their own little Quirks. thing that they The one do. was talking in all haikus. That was crazy. You know, mm-hmm. that would be so hard to write. Hell yeah. All yeah. that. Yeah. Especially the whole backstory when they're doing the flashback. It was all in haiku. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. What's it was, the name of their uh, nemesis? Like the mentor, the dog, over overdog, overdog. That's uh, what it was. Which, and again, very well. I don't want to say. I, I don't spoil. I know. But <laughs> very much in the same fashion as issue Turtle one of the turtles. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I can't recommend it enough. I I, I want to say check it out, but I don't know if you can. Yeah, I don't know if you can either. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe this wasn't a great idea. All <laughs> <laughs> we're doing is gloating. So uh, we have it, and you don't. <laughs> Guess you should have been a little more generous. Yeah. But I'm sure you can find something about it on Google, and I'm sure we'll put some po- uh, pictures up for you to check out. Uh, radically rearranged Ronin rag dolls. Check it out, people. That cover looks straight up turtles. Yeah, it does. It looks yep. straight up. It's cool. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's awesome. Uh, what I was going to say, like, when I was a kid in England, um, uh, they thought that the the turtles um, shouldn't be ninjas because they felt ninjas were too uh, aggressive. So right. they changed them to hero turtles. Yes. So, so I just knew them as like the hero turtles. And then sort of, you know, later on, I was like, what the hell is this, ninja turtles? And I was just really surprised to see that it was not, not what I thought it was. 
yeah, I had heard that, and I, I I'm a toy collector, and especially when it comes to the turtles, you know, I try to pick up stuff. And I was at a uh, store about three or four hours from here that they had still on board, still in its package, one of the movie star turtles, but it said Teenage Mutant Hero Turtle on it. I wanted to get it yeah. so bad, but it was like seventy dollars. Oh, oh wow. You don't really think of ninja as being a, a super violent word, but I think it's because of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that I don't. I associate it with, like, fun and kung fu, but yeah, yeah it's like Teenage Mutant whole, Political Assassin Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> that whole wave of ninjas stuff through the 90s. Oh, you know, boy. remember um, Three Ninjas? I do. The, the kids? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, when I was a kid, I was, like, I loved the idea. Yeah. It's like, that could be me. But as an adult, ninja. you're like... Oh my god, this isn't even garbage. This is like non-garbage. <laughs> it's like when you've taken out the trash and there's that stuff that congealed at the bottom. Yeah, well, it, it's funny because I'll be flipping through some of these old comics sometimes that I buy that from the 90s and you'll see ads for it in the back and like three kids on one board riding a surf wave and I was like, Jesus, <laughs> over the top. Not sure if it's just a, a fun thing, <gasps> but it looks like there's ragdoll t-shirts on Kevin Eastman's website. Mm. That I don't know, but I'm not sure. I like that shirt, but I feel like I'd have to do too much explaining to wear it. Like yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. You want a cult? <laughs> <laughs> What's R R R R? Why does the shirt say Retired <laughs> Rangers of the Righteous? Almost. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it'll do. Thank With you. that, let's turn our attention over to John and talk about some of his projects he's got going on. John, thanks again yeah. for being here with us today. No, thank you for asking me back. Now, the first thing, let's touch on issue three of uh, Scratcher. You know, for our listeners who uh, didn't catch John on the show the first time, Scratcher is the book about the tattoos that possess the people that's wearing, that are wearing them, yeah. correct? Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. yeah, so this is issue three. It's just come out. Um, so, so it's a four-issue miniseries. So uh, the last one is going to be out sometime in early 2019. Oh wow! Okay, that's that was what I was going to ask. When's number four coming out? Yeah, so the script's done, and uh, Juan is going to just uh, just get it going. And uh, yeah, we're, I think we should be done by around March. Uh, you know, indie comics take a little bit longer than than I think we'd all like, and so the, you know, uh, there's a big gap between you know two and three, and uh, we're trying to trying to reduce the time a little bit because we know we want to to finish the story off and uh, let people kind of have all four four issues and kind of go through them. I got to see some uh, pages from uh, issue three, and there was one, a full page spread that just grabbed my attention and I couldn't hardly let go. It reminded me of the Kingsman, the church scene in the Kingsman. There's just, (laughs) you see a stairwell and there are just people just massacring each other. Yeah. It looked so freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, Juan's art is just uh, its just amazing. Like, uh, you know, I, I kind of put, like, some ideas down in the script and work on it with him, and then he just comes up with just uh, just an amazing visual for it. So yeah. after uh, this fourth issue here in uh, early 2019's release, are you going to start putting together the first trade or...? Yeah, I mean, there are other stories that we can tell in this world, but, you know, we just wanted to do, like, uh, just one sort of contained story that just focuses on, like, one particular uh, element. And so, yeah, we're going to try and put a trade together. Uh, I don't know if we're going to do a Kickstarter for that or whether we're going to try and uh, go to a publisher and see if there's any interest. But, uh, yeah, there will be there will be a collection uh, for sure. You had said something earlier about, uh, maybe you didn't use the word universe, but uh, other stories can be told in this world, I think you said. 
Yeah. So there are maybe like future plans to expand uh, the world of Scratcher and this offbeats like mingle in that same universe uh, no 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 offbeats yeah so i i i, I talk about offbeats in a second i mean scratches no scratches kind of set like an hour sort of our world to some extent uh and there's you know there's all kinds of questions that we're kind of putting into the book about like what the hell is going on like where where are all these things coming from you know who knows about it um you know is there some kind of um, conspiracy kind of in, in inside this 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 world that we've kind of built so there are there are potential stories and characters that can be explored further uh, I, I don't know if we're going to do that right now because i think we're all kind of looking to kind of do something a little bit different kind of refresh the you know um the old brain cells a little bit so sure. um you know we may come back to scratch your stuff like in the future but i think for the moment just just making something that's good um is what we want to do we don't want to just keep kind of telling stories for the sake of it right now and, and sort of flog a dead horse as it were uh, i'd rather sort of do something that's kind of con- contained but 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 really interesting and sort of a little bit different uh than just kind of keep going with it uh but segueing from that into the offbeat stuff um so offbeats is not set it's set in the it's a 50s kind of crime noir so it's um a very different kind of story and it's um Again, it's a four-issue miniseries, but it's kind of um, we were pitching it. It's kind of like Tintin meets Tarantino, um, so <laughs> wow. it's kind of it's kind of got that very sort of heavy line Franco-Belgian style of artwork, uh, but it's got it like you know it's really kind of like dark and violent, and um, it's kind of it's kind of interesting writing that because I, I I was writing it kind of like in a 50s style, so going back through you know all of these kind of great sort of beat poets from the 50s and kind of figuring out like how they spoke and how they put words together and then trying to create characters that kind of reflect that was kind of interesting um so that's a book that's coming out in february through um guardian night studios and antarctic press uh but it's I think we wrote it in like and made it in like 2013, 2014. So it's taken quite a long time to kind of like get to the point where it's actually coming out. So it's, uh, you know, people asked me about issues three and four, and I was like, I don't even know what happens. I'll have to go back and let you find my files. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how it ends, but uh, but yeah. So that's that's a, that's a, the next book that's that's going to be out from uh, from me. So yeah, please go and uh, pick that up from um, the local comic book store at the end of February. And uh, yeah, it's a four issue miniseries. So uh, you won't have to wait too long between issues because they're all all done. Awesome. That's the best. That's yeah. the best when you hear a creator say that. Generation yeah. instant gratification here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of frustrating, you know, like when you buy a book and then you wait like four years for the next one. You know, it's kind of like you, you kind of you have to build up an audience to kind of keep people sort of uh, invested in you and invested in what you're putting out. And, you know, uh, Offbeats is, is certainly an interesting story. I, I don't know if it's going to be for everybody, uh, but I think if you kind of like like really fast paced kind of like meshing of styles. Uh, I think you'll, I think you'll like it. Hey, it's always good to show your range, you know, do something out of the ordinary. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, you know, as a creator, like we all, we all like to try and push ourselves and kind of, uh, you know, not sort of go back to the same thing all the time. Cause it gets boring, you know, like you, you kind of, you want to tell different stories in different ways and, and, you know, you have to, expand and and take chances sometimes and sometimes you fall flat on your face and i think you know i've done i've done that many times especially like recently but you know you, you just you just keep picking yourself up and trying something new and, and putting it out into the world and trying to trying to find an audience for it awesome i like that yeah. it just makes me think we need to revamp this show even more <laughs> <laughs> 
it's long well, overdue. Free, 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 free slice will be on it, so then you'll be fine. You know, like it'll be. Yeah, no, I, I love our format, but I, I've been thinking for some time we need to mix it up somehow. I haven't figured it out how quite yet, but uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Animals, yeah, a, a pet segment. We could have Jack Hanna come in. Yes, do perfect. like a he's, yeah, he's right anything. down the road. Jack yeah. Hanna hour with pets or something. I mean, that'd be longer than the podcast. All right, guys, you, you'll have to take our word for it. He is holding a possum right now. <laughs> <laughs> I assure you, it is ugly. All right. Well, uh, John, I want to thank you for being here again. And uh, man, you're you're a guy who keeps busy. You're gonna have to keep yeah. in touch with us and let us know when uh, these projects are closer to release, and uh, we'll get you back on again. We we'll always have yeah. fun with you. Man, Tintin yeah, meets good. Tarantino. Yeah, <laughs> yes. That's nuts. Let that be your takeaway. Let that be the. I mint. hope I have a dream about that. Let combination. that be the mint that tied you over till dinner. Yeah. <laughs> All right, John. Where can these people find you? Uh, you can find me um, online at com. That's my website, and you can connect to uh, all the comics and TV stuff and my podcast through there. Very good. Very good. And that's something we're, I don't think we've touched on both times is your, mm-hmm. your podcasting. Maybe next time we get you on, we'll have to focus on that a little bit more. Yeah, sure. I, I, I think, you know, you guys are way more successful at that than I am. Uh, so like, my audience is kind of like a couple of people here in Vancouver and my mom. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm on because she will be listening to this because I'm on this one. But uh, yeah, it's uh, finding an audience for podcasts is also very very challenging in itself, you know. So yeah. like, uh, you know, frankly, great yeah. we so. only have the advantage because there are three moms between us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three moms and their friends, right? <laughs> All right, man. Well, thank you so much uh, again for being here. We're going to share all this on Twitter and Instagram, and I look forward to you returning. Yeah, thank you. I look forward to coming back to you. Thank you very much. Jack, what do we have on the website? Go to cannedairpodcast.com where you can check out our special guests, listen to the show, follow us on all our social media, see some of our YouTube videos, and if you'd like to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email on your contacts page. And don't forget, on Twitter and Facebook, we are at cannedairpod, and on Instagram, we are at canned underscore air. Check us out. Like, retweet, be friends with us. And uh, don't forget to check out our other show we have uh, going now. What do we have up? We've got six episodes out yeah, there now mm-hmm. of uh, our other show, What If. Most recently, I believe, What If We Could Control the Weather. Yep. That was a fun one. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that one. That one moved fast. What's yeah, the what, what's the next one we have coming out? Shrinking. Yes, Shrinking and enlarging. Yes. That was, what if that technology oh, existed? Oh, we had fun with that one, too. That one's yeah, weird directions. That one, that one went by pretty quick, too. <laughs> That's one of the one of the few episodes where I've walked away more excited about the concept than scared <laughs> of it. Right. I, and I'm excited to say that I checked right before we started recording uh, our What If downloads for today. Highest they've ever been. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's I, I about fell over. I couldn't. We're believe moving it. upward. So mm-hmm. Hopefully that that's a continuing trend. So thanks everybody. So get on yeah. the what if wagon if you aren't one of these people that's all the cool kids clicks. are doing it. Yeah. Right. There it is. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> right now. What if pod.com and we're on Twitter at what if series and uh, we're on Facebook as as well. What what is it? It's uh, what if PCDST. PDCST. P- yeah, PDCST. P- we need to um, work on... Well, we'll talk about that all day. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So there you have it. Uh, many places to check us out. And I think that's going to do it for this week. So until next time, I'm Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jake Runyon. I'm John Ward. Thanks for listening, everyone.
first we were buzzed. Let's drink Daddy's cough syrup. This is where he keeps the good stuff. You don't need drugs to get high. Doc! You just need the Canned Air Podcast. That's good advice. Now we know. And no one is half the battle. Just one question. What are you doing outside the window? <laughs> Tell your mama to call me. G.I. Joe! I got a good idea it wouldn't be. Anyway. <laughs> You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.